Welcome to Open Source Voices, an interview series that explores the broader perspectives and implications of open source development. Now your host, Nicole Huseman. Hey, welcome to Open Source Voices. My name is Nicole Huseman. Over the last few years, we've seen this spectrum of container and virtual machine technologies. Kata Containers brings together the best of both of these worlds. And the project team just recently celebrated its 1.0 release. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by members of this team. Eric Ernst, the lead Kata software engineer at Intel, and Ann Bertuccio, community manager for Kata Containers, who works at the OpenStack Foundation. Eric and Ann, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Eric, can you start us off? by introducing yourself and what you do at Intel? Sure. I work at the Open Source Technology Center. And about two years ago, I moved from working on kernel work into the cloud, just kind of an abstract area above. And that's when I started working on clear containers and getting my head around the whole container ecosystem. Excellent. And, and let's hear a little bit about you and your role in Kata Containers. Sure. Yeah. Like you mentioned, I'm the community manager for the Kata Containers project. Um, I'm on staff at the OpenStack Foundation. And as Kata's kind of been this new project, community management, we've, we've done everything from thinking about when are we going to release to what time is a meeting is and where, where do I get some stickers? Uh, you know, it's kind of making sure we get this thing off the ground. It's been a lot of fun. So with that, let's start off with a high-level overview. Eric, can you talk to us about what container technologies offer and really the impetus for Kata containers? What problem was the team looking to solve? So the way I see containers, they offer a couple of different things. One, they have a nice way of kind of creating a portable, flexible software that can easily be deployed. And then two, that's enabling a new design pattern to be able to introduce the idea of microservices. What we saw and what kind of led to the start of what is now Kata Containers is that often people won't deploy containers on bare metal just out of concerns of this is only isolated using kernel software mechanisms from the Linux kernel, basically namespaces and then C groups. And that wasn't enough for a lot of people who were doing production, especially, you know, in kind of shared environments. So the first thing that someone would do is they'd create a virtual machine. And then after that, they would go ahead and just deploy containers on it and run happily. What we were curious to investigate was how can we use something like hardware virtualization to provide that hardware protection, that stronger isolation that they're getting by creating a full-blown virtual machine? Can we bring that into the container ecosystem? Can we use that as the method of isolation while still keeping the same design pattern? You know, by design pattern, I mean minimal footprint and speed and everything else that you come to expect with containers. And there are lots of different container projects and solutions that already exist. What do you think Kata Containers brings to this container ecosystem that's different? Really, what we were looking to do is to do our best to pretend not to be a virtual machine. 
So from a user standpoint, make it look and feel just like a container would, both from, again, a performance perspective, both in boot and footprint, but also look at workloads just to make sure that nothing has to change, that you know all the existing workloads, we will go through and make the translation necessary for using a hypervisor like QMU in our case and translate that. So I think that that's a bit unique. Well, Stepping back, it wasn't completely unique. We had worked internally on clear containers for um, a couple of years, and a company, Hybrid.sh, was working on a similar solution called RunV for a couple of years. And we saw that and worked together, and that's actually what was the basis of creating Kata containers. I would say now that it is a joint project and it's externally governed, and it's being contributed to by many people, it is now a unique solution, I think. Excellent. Thanks, Eric. So, Anne, this project was formed under the OpenStack Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about the project from a governance perspective and really how do things work? At the OpenStack Foundation, one of our guiding principles is what we call the four opens. Open source, open design, open development, and open community. And in December, we announced the Kata Containers Project. We said, here's our intention. We're working towards this 1.0 release. And we had from December till 1.0, you know, really those four principles were kind of like the only pillars we had to guide us. How are we going to create this community and what is it going to look like? We did have some established parts about we have an architecture committee, which guides the technical direction. And we have what we call the working committee, which is more developer advocacy and outreach, community and marketing. That's on the working committee side. But we have those four pillars to kind of guide us as we're thinking about what do elections look like? What does governance look like? You know, who can participate? Who can run? To answer some of those questions, we're open source, so anyone can participate. Anyone's welcome to join and get involved, contribute code upstream. And as we head here into our first elections for the architecture committee seat, it's really the people who have been active and are involved in the community, they're welcome to run for those architecture committee positions. And the people who will vote on them are the people who have been doing the work over the past year. The project that makes open governance so exciting is that it is what you want it to be. And what we have set up is how the community has decided we think open source governance should look like. Kata Containers is licensed under Apache 2.0, which is one of the more permissive open source licenses that are out there. Anyone can come and contribute. Anyone can kind of take an idea and run with it. They don't have necessarily the pressure of knowing that they have to contribute it back. So it allows for a lot of creativity and it's an open door for involvement. Tell us a little bit about who's involved in the project today, who's engaged in the community. Particularly for how young we are, we have a pretty diverse and healthy community from an organizational perspective. So, you know, obviously Intel and Hyper were those two founders that got things going, but we've also had support come in from Dell, Red Hat, Arm, Canonical. We've got a company called Vexhost doing some infrastructure donation to keep Kata's CI systems up and running. And then we've got this smattering of companies around the globe, like Google, Huawei, United Stack, Tencent, Suze, NetApp, China Mobile, City Network, Mirantis. Just this big group of companies that have said, we think this is a great project and we believe in what it's doing and the problems it's solving. Integration can often make or break an open source project. Eric, when we think about the value of Kata containers, can you talk about how it integrates with other components in the ecosystem? Early on, the goals for the project were to integrate and to provide an OCI-compliant runtime. So OCI is the Open Containers Initiative that is used more or less kind of defining what 
the existing canonical solution RunC uses. So we look to be fully compatible and to be able to just drop in and plug in. So if you use Docker, we're not replacing Docker. We work inside of Docker. We're an extra runtime that you can use to complement the existing solution with Docker. Because of that, you know, we plug in anywhere that expects an OCI compliant runtime. So if you look at a higher level orchestrator like Kubernetes, we integrate into Kubernetes via CRI interface. That's a container runtime interface. And runtime is used in many different places, but this is essentially a shim that allows people to provide an alternative runtime for Kubernetes. And two of them in particular rely on an OCI-compliant runtime, and in fact, a couple of OCI-compliant runtimes. That's a Containerd as well as Cryo. So both of these allow for plugging in different OCI-compliant runtimes. So when you look at Kubernetes, that's exactly how we integrate and, again, behave just like any other solution that you'd expect in the container ecosystem. It just seems that Kata containers bring such value when you talk about the speed of containers with security of VMs, right? You no longer need to make that trade-off. Who do you think will benefit most from this project when we talk about different customers, different use cases? Yeah, one of the things that's really exciting about Kata is we've developed a pretty universally applicable solution. We expect to see it across industries, across verticals. Anyone who wants that security benefit, this is probably going to work for them. Just thinking of we had our 1.0 release and who are these very first users going to be? I think obviously for folks who are on Intel Clear Containers or Hyper Run B, Dakota Containers is now their next upgrade. So we think those folks are going to come on and be the first users. But after that, if I was a betting woman, I think we're going to see a lot of folks who are on public cloud. And for whatever reason, they think I just kind of want that added layer of security. Maybe they have you know, high-risk profiles or they're in regulated environments, and they say, I want to block out my neighbors for sure. I want to know that I'm doing that. So we'll probably see that. I'd imagine other risk-averse verticals like finance, healthcare, anybody who's really dealing with personal information or big secrets, things like that, we want to block out your neighbors. I think we've heard a lot from people who are doing software as a service things where I want to take in some code from some input from a user and I don't trust them and I also don't trust user B, bring in code from those of them, run them in isolation just in case we don't know what they're up to, but continue to keep my services up and not have to have a separate VM for every one of those instances or a separate Kubernetes instance for every one of those. So I think that those are some of the early days places that we're going to see Kata roll out, but you know, like Eric was speaking to these standards that we've used and writing to the OCI specs, it's the beauty of standardization that we really do have a pretty universally applicable solution here. Eric, when we look forward, can you give us a sneak peek into the roadmap for the project and what the team's focused on for the next release? Anne kind of talked about some of the people who are using Clear Containers and RunB today. There are a couple of features that we're looking to land. A couple of things around network hot plug, I think, is a major, and then some other enhancements that will allow people to upgrade from RunV to Kata containers. For me, this is the most exciting part. Some of the people who were using RunV today, to get them using Kata in production, I think will give a lot of credit to our stability and to our solution as a whole. And once that starts, the whole, how many people use it in production, once that list starts growing, I'm really excited for the project. We have a, a lot to be busy with, but thankfully at the same time, there's a lot of people who are coming in and saying, 
my company is interested in this project, but more specifically, they're interested in us also contributing to it. You know, where can I help? And this is a great problem to have. And it's kind of a view of where we're at today. So Anne and Eric, if listeners want to learn more about the Kata Containers Project, where do you recommend they can find more information about it? So the one-stop shop is katacontainers.io. That's our website where you'll find our GitHub. We're doing our development on GitHub. We also have a developer mailing list, list.katacontainers.io. So if people are interested in being part of those development conversations, that's the place to do that. We use both Slack and IRC in our community. So we're on IRC Freenode, Kata-Dev, and Kata-General. And on Slack, if you go to the website, you'll find the link for the Slack invite to get bridged to those IRC channels. Uh, you'll also see on the website we have weekly architecture committee meetings, and it being open source, anyone's welcome to come swing on by. The working group meets every other week, and you'll see that schedule on the website. And then there's kind of a smattering of in-person events where you can catch Kata as the conference circuit kicks off for the season. We have a talk at Open Source Summit North America in Vancouver at the end of August, and then we'll also be at Container Camp UK in London on September 6th and 7th. A couple of places you can meet Kata in person, or just if you want to get involved, drop by online and come chat with us. Thanks for joining us today, Eric and Anne. I appreciate it. We're really looking forward to seeing more from the Kata Containers team and to see how the project evolves. So I appreciate you both for joining us today. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Until next time, thanks for listening. 